Hello again, our dear listeners. You're listening to A Place to Thrive, the podcast that shares practical, simple, low-cost tips to help you and your organisation become healthier and happier. And today we are talking about measurement. You know, we all know that we need to measure stuff. We need KPIs, we need objectives. Well, I mean, do we? We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, But in organisations... We need to measure stuff, we need to know if we've been successful and and achieved what we've set out to do. But I think that can come at a bit of a human cost and Mm. we wanted to talk today about how measurement can impact you as an employee in the organisation and the approach to measurement and what you can do about that and you know how you can effectively me- measure things in an organization mm-hmm. we've got the lovely mm-hmm. joe hall here who is the measurement queen um well thank you my friend <laughs> <laughs> always training people how to measure things properly <laughs> and we also wanted to think about and give you some advice on how you can put some good measures in place when it comes to culture and well-being in your organization yeah absolutely great topic i know me too where do we start <laughs> Joe, you just beautifully introduced the topic of well, measurement. Thank you. Well, thank you. Lots of thank yous today. <laughs> um, so obviously this is something that you're passionate about from a very personal perspective. Do you want to give us your story and, you know, why you, you've got a bit of a hobby horse got there? Got to be in me bonnet about it. Yeah, I, as you may know, dear listener, am a raging perfectionist and was once told that I had top levels of perfectionism by um, one therapist. Ouch, that's I know. harsh. I was a bit like, By a therapist Oof. as well? By a therapist, oh, yeah, man. second therapist. Did you sack her off? It was a him. A him. Very, mm. very strange man. Um, yes, I did in the end. Good. Advice, bit of advice there. If you are seeing a therapist, you can break up with your therapist. It's a very personal connection. If you don't feel that it's right for you... Ditch them. Ditch them, yeah. So I'm on to my third one now. Anyway, toxic levels of perfectionism. That aside. That aside. And for me, actually... This absolute laser focus on measurement, on stats, on KPIs, on have you, you know, met your measures of success really feeds that perfectionism Mm -hmm. in me and therefore feeds my kind of fear of failure, which is my big sort of core belief that underpins all of my mental health problems. And so, you know, if you don't, if you get a piece of feedback that you need to work on, that for me is an indication of failure. If I haven't got something done by the deadline, that's an indication of failure. And for me, the whole kind of measurement ethos in organisations can be quite damaging mm-hmm. to mental health. And the other aspect of it for me is that often it happened to me, and I know that it's happened to many, many people that I work with on a one-to-one basis, supporting them, looking after their own mental health at work, is that your mental health issues can be conflated as with your performance mm-hmm. and considered as a performance issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole yeah. sort of performance management system appraisals annual performance management um check-ins i just don't think works anymore um so for me yeah this whole issue is quite a big one and i think specifically for the internal comms industry which you know both of us work in and we know lots of people who work in i think the whole issue of measurement for me belies or or indicates a sort of crisis of confidence in the industry (laughs) that we always have to have the latest ways of measuring how great our industry is or or the contribution that our our team is making within the organization and it it kind of again is just perpetuating this idea of 
perfectionism in my mind um and yeah i wonder is there a crisis of confidence in the internal comms industry i think it's an interesting point that you raise actually joe because through the measurement workshops that i run for internal comms practitioners and many other companies as well who are wanting to effectively demonstrate the value of the communications that they're doing uh, we do a session on the challenges that are faced by practitioners when it comes to measurement and one of the things that does come up is funnily enough around fear mm. so fear of uh, knowing what to measure how to measure it and getting the right measures and metrics in place there's that but there's very much the sort of personal fear you know what happens if the data comes back yeah. and it's negative yeah what happens if the data comes back and it shows that we haven't made any progress yeah. towards the desired outcomes that we've set mm -hmm. and I think you know, going into the whole measurement thing, <laughs> if you can call it a thing, you've got to be very open to the fact that yeah. it might not actually show you what you're hoping to demonstrate. But by not measuring, you're never going to know. Yeah. So it's a bit like the feedback thing. You know, whilst you are putting yourself at risk of getting some, say, negative feedback or feedback that you don't want to hear, you've got to put that all into context and mm -hmm. into the perspective of the, the whole situation. And I think this is where having in a personal setting it's really important to have a great relationship with your manager and have very regular conversations so that they can see exactly how you're behaving the impact of what you're doing and not just against a set goal or against a set data set almost that you're mm. collecting to prove your worth it's about the whole picture and that translates in my view exactly the same when it comes to measuring internal comms as well because you're looking at the whole picture you're not looking at a set yeah I think that's a really good point especially around um you know having regular conversations with your manager I mentioned about appraisals you know that you know that I have issues with the whole inflexible nature of working generally but appraisals is just another part of that isn't it that yeah. at one point in the year that rigidity one one exactly, snapshot in the year the rigidity of looking back over everything you've done in the year rather than you know every week or every other week being like actually I've achieved this today and yeah. I'm really proud of myself now that I work for myself one of the things that I do to keep a kind of positive frame of mind is every evening I try and do it every evening I'm just remembering now that I haven't done it for a few days every evening I write down three things I've done well that day mm -hmm. because again it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, oh, I haven't moved forward this year, I haven't achieved anything this year, I've had a really unproductive day. And actually by thinking about three things that you've achieved or three things that you're, you know, you've done well, it can really have an impact on your frame of mind. And every single day you'll have done something great. Yeah. So I do something very similar actually. You know, it's a gratefulness diary and in essence it, I focus on three things that have been good today. Mm. So it may be things that I've felt, it might be uh, things that have happened, or it may be something that I've achieved. But that framework gives me license to find something good in the day. And what I've, interestingly, on reflection, as I've gone back and had a look at my notes, isn't necessarily about what I've achieved. It mm. might be more about the feelings. Yeah or something nice that's happened to me, you know, that others might have, you know, my son mm. might have come in and been in a good mood and given me a big hug, you know, which is like, oh, lovely, <laughs> rather than me ticking something off my to-do list. And I you... tend to focus on the on the feelings rather than the actions, which is, I think, is really important. Yeah, massively. And I think that, for me, kind of highlights another sort of aspect of the concept of measurement that can be kind of damaging is it can reinforce 
in you as a human it certainly does or has done for me in the past that you know your worth your value is determined mm-hmm. by your productivity is determined by what you've achieved or done at work that day and I know I've said this point in um at one of our previous episodes and I really genuinely think it's something that we as individuals and as organizations need to remember and try not to reinforce is that your worth and your value is not determined by how many hours you sit at a desk yeah. or by yeah. the, the number that you receive at your annual appraisal yeah. or by how many pieces of content you write or your engagement rates. We need to remember that work is just a part of us, yeah. not the whole of us, not the sum of us. I'd like it actually to switch to more of a human focus mm. in terms of how you felt throughout the year or the quarter or the week, whatever, but also how you've made others feel. Because if you've delivered and you've been part of a team and you've collaborated and you've listened and you've got other people's ideas on board and you've you know been inclusive in the way that you've behaved, that would have made others feel great. So by nature of that, you will more likely to have achieved something. Yeah. And actually, you know, projects deliver. Some are on time, some for, for good reason don't work. And we've talked about, you know, projects and, you know, unrealistic goals mm. and targets, you know, in a previous podcast. But I think the whole focus should really be on much more around the human interactions and the feelings that we create, you know, within ourselves and for other people. Mm. And that's much more of a positive vibe. Now, that sounds a bit fluffy. And how do you measure that? Uh, which is a good question in its own right. But I think, you know, we're so focused on numbers and datas and delivery and targets. And in essence, that's not what humans are defined to be. Mm. You know, uh, I think we need to switch the dial or at least get a better balance. Yeah, I think we're very focused both in internal comms as an industry and in organisations as a whole on quantitative data, things yes. that we can quantify, yes. put numbers on. Yes. And actually the most insightful kind of data is often qualitative like the most useful things for you know internal communicators often come out of focus groups they're verbatim at the end of surveys yeah i wanted to ask you joe like obviously we need to we need to be able to measure stuff we do um we need to know that we are as an organization as a as a team going in the right direction and like you say you sort of you run workshops on precisely that yep um so what are your kind of key tips for doing measurement right so the first tip i would say is always start with the end in mind so that's my mantra that's what i say to all my delegates if you walk away with just one thing it's about thinking about what your end desired state is going to be and invariably that's at an organizational level but it could be a personal level depends on how you're setting Mm. goals kpis or whatever your focus is and it's thinking about outcomes and it's thinking about so if you take the example of an employee campaign that you're delivering what is that end state Mm. so very simply think about what you want your target employees target audience maybe to know feel think and do and once you've answered those four components you have your outcomes defined Mm. and that what the beauty of that is it focuses you not on the here and now nor even the 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 purpose necessarily the project it's about the impact on the people that it's going to affect Mm. and I think you know often we go into you know running business projects and getting involved in activities at work projects at work whatever it may be 
and we forget the essence of why we're doing it Mm. and importantly who we're doing it for and again that's what I think this relentless focus on measuring stuff can do is it can make you so focused on meeting you know gate one objectives that you forget that gate one is a part of a big project that's trying to make a change to somebody's life and what's your next tip for doing measurement right so once you've got your outcomes you can then more easily define what your kpis and your measures are going to be and they're aligned to obviously what you're wanting to achieve in the longer term so if your long-term focus so if your outcome was going to be something like improve staff turnover so reduce your attrition rates so that's something that's at a business level that you've had an issue with for example you might be employing a campaign that's really about you know pulling your uh, sense of community together within the workplace that's something that you have defined as a project you're going to work on because you've got that employee feedback so that's Mm. that's the key thing so you're focusing on that community sense so you might then think about measures and metrics in terms of that community so say that community was going to be online because your workforce was quite um, well dispersed you know in a number of different sites or even remotely focused or the fact that you know we're embracing technology mm-hmm. you might be looking at the number of people that are getting on board downloading the app maybe mm-hmm. or uh, or the platform you might be looking at numbers of people that have signed up and are contributing to the platform Mm -hmm. they might have put their profile so they're much more active and they're engaging so you'd be looking at those kind of numbers but they are qualitative data points and in essence as we've just said you want to also be looking about the the quantitative nature of this so I would be advocating that you would be having some focus groups and you'd be getting some data and having some conversations with staff as to you know, the value that this new platform was Mm. bringing to the Mm. workplace. So your outcomes are almost your compass, your guiding point. Mm. And then you can work back and find what are the most appropriate types of measurements and metrics that you're going to look at. And there's never just one. It's always a multitude uh, and variety of what that landscape is looking like. So you do baseline measures and then you do progressive Mm -hmm. measures, you know, and and a project like that, you know, if you were implementing a new social network, for example, that's an ongoing longer project. So there wouldn't be necessarily an end point, but there would be there would be measures that you'd want to be seeing to demonstrate that there's progress so that there would be a you know a certain level of uptake a certain level of uh, involvement and activity on that platform um you know you could even do things like sentiment analysis mm. you know with the you know the discussions and the conversations online to understand the kind of topics and yeah. the positivity neutrality or negativity of the comments mm. i mean they're all very organizational specific so you have to go into this with a you know with a, an open mind to I suppose be more curious when it comes to measurement because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. I think your point about having an open mind is really important because I think one of the things that certainly we can struggle with in internal comms but organisations generally is you ask people things and then you don't do anything with their answers. Yeah. And so I think you're right, you have to have an open mind as to what might come up and and to what you're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. We've talked to guests in the past about when it comes to mental health in the, in the workplace, like listening to people but then being willing to act on what they say. Absolutely. Um, if you're asking a question, employees are going to expect you to act on it. So be really careful what you're going to ask. Yeah. You know, don't go into this, you know, 
wanting to gather loads of data if you've got no resources and no leadership backing to be able to drill into things in more detail. I Absolutely. mean, Absolutely. You know, we were talking to PDSA and, you know, they were talking exactly about that, that when they started to talk more openly about mental health in the workplace, and this was leadership-led as well, mm. that actually unravelled a whole load of other stuff that they then felt duty-bound and wanted to from a moral and ethical mm. point of view to actually support their mm. employees but they didn't know that when they set out on yeah. this so any measurement journey is going to unravel yeah, and yeah, yeah. open up sometimes a can of worms mm. and you just have to almost trust in the process yeah. you're going into it with good intent but sometimes measurement throws up things that might make you feel uncomfortable might be unexpected might not be what you want to hear at all but you just have to go with that. Mm. And I think it's what you do with that information that's the important thing. It's almost the data itself does matter, but it, it doesn't really matter whether it's positive, neutral or negative. It's what you do yeah. on the back of it that's important. I want to talk about the confluence of measurement and culture. Mm. So like measurement is a difficult issue for the internal comms industry, as we've talked about, and organisations generally. And culture is seen often as... A difficult thing to tackle yeah and sometimes like a fluffy thing i think it can make it even harder to measure the effectiveness of like a culture campaign or a culture change campaign because it can be hard to know what you're measuring so what would your advice be to people kind of wanting to show that their culture campaign is wanting to find out if their culture campaign is doing what they want it to do um, and and report back to their leadership team and the organization on it like what things would you measure how do you know if your culture campaign is being effective so again it goes back to outcomes you've got to be really really clear on your outcomes first off because otherwise you're just going to go all over the place measuring stuff gathering data Mm. getting anecdotal feedback and it just might be just a load of noise noise yeah so be really clear on what your outcomes are often culture campaigns are focused around exploring and those embracing certain Mm. values so for me it's understanding if that is the case understanding you know what your purpose and values are and being really clear on what that looks like so being really clear on you know that compelling purpose and what that means and we've talked about purpose in another podcast episode so please go and have a listen to that one yes, we have. when it comes to values it's actually explaining that in practical behavioral examples that come from your employees mm. to demonstrate in a really clear and practical way what that value or values actually look like in the workplace so again what people are thinking feeling and doing that's such a great and easy model that you can apply to say you've got five core values what do what would people be thinking feeling Mm. or doing to demonstrate them and what would they not be doing so then do you track what they're thinking feeling and doing yeah so you can you can then you know you can survey people around these you know you can pulse check people yeah. you can have focus groups yeah. i suppose you um, could ask managers like you what can ask managers being seen. you can do sentiment analysis again yeah. on your social networks and the kind of comments that are coming through uh, and keeping an eye on mm. those so it's again it's looking for that richness of data there's not one data set that's going to yeah. tell you oh yes we've hit our yes. target <laughs> our you culture know. is done it is moving done. on thank you um <laughs> You know, you can have uh, awards wrapped around values and your culture. Mm. And, you know, so you're telling stories, you're rewarding and recognising people in relation Mm. to this new culture. So you're really embracing it. Mm. I think they're the obvious ones, you know, for for organisations to be able to have a look at to sort of then focus on Mm. from a measurement perspective. Yeah. 
And I think when it comes to sort of mental health campaigns in the workplace, I'm talking about um, kind of communications and engagement campaigns around mental health. I think it's similar in that you want to know what your objectives are and what you want people to always think, feel, do and say at the end of it. Um, you know, we talked to PDSA who ran an amazing awareness campaign. They won awards for it. And Jamie Angus, the internal comms and engagement manager there, talked about for him success was a mixture of an increase in the use of the employee assistance program mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. people clearly needed it and because of the campaign they were using it yeah but also he talked about people feeling more open to share their stories and organic yeah. discussion around yeah. the issue and I would also say for them in particular and for any organization really so their campaign has sparked grassroots interest in mental health in the workplace it's also sparked a discussion around the leadership table and for me that is both of those things are fantastic indicators of success um that you may not have um set out to achieve exactly but this is this goes back to me thinking it doesn't have to to be be, rigid yeah it doesn't have to be rigid and you've got to have an open mind when it comes to this stuff because things will unravel that you didn't quite expect Mm. always always and i think so i've got got a question on my bit of paper here saying um how can we measure the effectiveness of mental health campaigns and actually i don't think we should set out on any campaign thinking first about what we can measure we need to think about what yeah. it is we're trying to achieve yeah. and then how we can measure yeah. that. And particularly with something like um, mental health awareness or, or mental health engagement or support for mental health in the workplace or the culture around mental health in the workplace, as you can tell, this is my favourite topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we don't always necessarily know what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to create a more open, safe, healthy, happy environment for our yeah. people. Yeah. But we kind of have to go through that process to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so setting out with a kind of measurement hat on it isn't going to leave you open to discovering, you know, perhaps something that's super impactful that you could achieve because you didn't think about it at the start of the campaign. Exactly. And actually on the workshops that I run, I always say that you can often start off your measurement journey in secret. so you can put some measures in place but not tell anyone that you're doing it (laughs) Um, and just get a feel for what the organization is doing how it might be changing as a consequence of the campaign or the new strategy that you're deploying put some measures in place and then tweak and refine it as you go along and so when you then get comfortable that you've landed on a good data set you know a, a whole you know stream of different measures Mm. once you feel comfortable and you're understanding the data and and looking at it from very different angles Mm. because you know again you know Jamie was talking about absenteeism you would hope that absenteeism might reduce but actually if people are more willing to reflect on and and acknowledge their mental health issues they may well be taking more time off So you've got to be really careful that actually when you get the data, you've got to look at it from lots of different angles as well. So I would always advocate to sort of do this covertly (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, get yourself comfortable, find your way through it and then start to report out. Mm. But again, as you start to report out and you're getting other people's perspectives, you will get the challenges back and people interpreting data in a way that you'd never considered and just continue to be open to that measurement is an absolute journey it is a process but it's it's not hard fast Mm. and and easy to define you've got to Mm. just 
yeah explore it i totally agree so where so if people want to find other resources to help them joe if you got anything i know i have oh funnily enough yes i have so i have a blog on my website which i will link to on um, the forward slash podcast page um which is all about how to take a strategic approach to communicating mental health um or communicating around mental health in the organization um and i talk a lot about um kind of setting your intentions and objectives there and measuring um so yeah if you go to my website madandsadclub.co.uk forward slash podcast it will be there for you fabulous and what about you so on the measurement front i've done loads of webinars and workshops so if you want something free you can again go to my website i've got some links on there or which is www.afire so that's a-f-i-r-e consulting.com and on there there are links to some free webinars that i've done on measurement if you go on the IOIC, the Institute of Internal Comms website, there's some free webinars on there. And if you're a member, you can sign up for the fact sheet. So I've written a number of different fact sheets on the beautiful measurement topic uh, that you can download for free if you're a member. So that's a bit of a plug for the IOIC there. Lucky them. And I do run workshops as well. So, you know, run them for organisations or through the Institute of Internal Comms and other partners as well so there's lots of there's lots of yeah good stuff out there but precisely um, and we'll put all these links in the show notes as well so do just uh, click on details on the episode and you'll get all the information there fabulous thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of a place to thrive we'll be back in your ears next week with more culture goodness fabulous bye guys bye bye